Oh, hey, darling Lean Girl, and welcome back to the Lean Girl Fitcast, your place for motivation and mindset mastery every single step of your fitness and your fat loss journey. Today, we are going into part two of a powerful two-part series talking about the unbelievable change in what we are able to achieve when we move from a fixed to a growth mindset. And so this week we are digging into firstly the neuroscience, which I'm really excited for for Gilan to explain. And secondly, we are going to give you a practical way to start making this shift. So if you haven't listened to episode one, please go and listen to that first. So it will be episode 21. Give that a listen first. All of these episodes are pretty short. We try and keep them around 20, max 25 minutes. So they're really easy to consume. So please, if you have 20 minutes today, listen to that one first and then follow it up with this one, which is going to be the practical part. So in this one, we are going to give you a brand new lens, uh, which is what we we chatted about. What is a mindset? A mindset is essentially a lens that you put on and suddenly everything looks really different. And so the lens we are taking off today is that I can't lens. And the one that we are going to put on is the I can and I will. And so we are going to challenge all the things that you've thought about your body, the possibilities of where you can take it, how lean, fit and thriving you can get. We're about to blow the lid off what you used to think you can do and what your actual potential is. So babe, are you ready for part two? I'm and after hearing that. Yes, please. I can. <laughs> I can and I will. Hell yes. <laughs> so perhaps a tiny recap. I know that every girl listening is going to have listened to the first one, episode 21. Yes. But give her a recap. Well, we spoke about, uh, like you just mentioned in your, in your introduction, that a mindset is a, is a lens. Uh, it's the way that we see things. And depending on how we see things, we're going to feel a certain way. And it's our emotions that ultimately will will guide our next steps, our next actions and the decisions that we make. So that's why it's so important to uh, focus on having the right mindset. There's a saying, mindset before skill set. And this is really yes. important. Yes, yes, yes. So um, really fundamentally, what a growth mindset is, is the way that we interpret things like challenges or setbacks or being wrong about stuff. And it's how we uh, learn and grow and turn that into an opportunity as opposed to taking it personally, feeling emotional about it, um, criticizing ourselves, feeling uh, any setbacks as a, as a real threat to ourselves and therefore not progressing, not growing and maybe even avoiding uh, leaning into the things that are going to help us to grow, you know, the challenges and uh, taking action towards our goals. Yes. So two quick examples, just to give some context here, as how this would hamper you along your fat loss journey or your fitness journey. So let's think about the gym. We could have this idea that we are just not athletic, we're not strong, we don't know what the hell's going on at the gym. I know a lot of girls feel that gym intimidation on that first day, trying to think about getting to the gym. You don't know anyone, you don't know what you're doing. And that just that belief that you are not savvy around the gym and that's not something that like no one was born in the gym. Okay. Not everyone had to go through that first day of it feeling awkward, of figuring things out. And imagine if you changed that belief to say, you know what? 
I'm not strong right now. I've never lifted a weight before, but what does that mean? It means I have so much freaking potential to make progress from just starting out. You know, there's a thing called beginner's gains. Yeah, so what you're saying here is absolutely right, but sometimes it's easier said than done. If people have the belief that if they go to gym and they're not able to lift those weights, that that is proof that they actually just don't have what it takes, that they that they just don't have the strength, that they don't have the genetics, right? Um, so what we want to ultimately do, and this is a core distinction between a growth and a fixed mindset, is we want for you to detach your identity from uh, your performance, from your abilities and results, and rather see your performance, abilities, and results as being a direct outcome of effort that's put in, of using of the right method, the right approach, uh, of consistency and persistence, and that who you are as a person has nothing to do with it. Right, so in the gym context, I would think, well, it's a no-brainer that I'm not fantastic at weights because I haven't yet done it. Exactly. But once I get into it, I can absolutely get strong and I can absolutely figure it out. Totally. And so, you know, we may see someone out there at the gym uh, just absolutely like in rhythm, pushing heavy weights. They just look like they're, as you say, like they, like they came out of the womb holding weights in dumbbells in each hand. Like they were just kind of, they're naturals at it, you yeah. know. So, of course, they look that way. Of course, they look like they're doing the exercise so brilliantly. And um, so... It's a mistake to start to think that other people's success or them or their skills is just a reflection of who they are, their talents, their abilities. We, we, we forget that they went through a process of growth and development as well. Right. And so uh, when, when we start to see things differently, when we start to interpret as we see high levels of skill or results in either ourselves or other people, we start to see that through the lens of how much effort and persistence and learning it took to get there, as mm -hmm. opposed to it being um, just the revealing of some innate um, skill or talent or knowledge that someone was born with. So that's the fundamental difference between it. But the question is how? How do we get there? Yes. How do we train our brains? Yes, and that's what we're going to get into. But I actually, while you were saying that, I just remembered a reel that I had seen so many times popping up of, um, it was like a quick video. And in the beginning, it would be like, um, people say that I'm lucky, like, and then it would go, my luck. And then all the clips following were all the all of the massive amount of effort that this person had put in to achieve what other people would see as lucky, yeah. uh, whether that's their training sessions, waking up early, prepping their food, all the things. And when you actually start to realize, hey, this is what it takes, then you're like, okay, maybe I can do it. Yeah, it was Gary Player, I believe, who said, the more I practice, the luckier I get. <laughs> I that's love exactly. that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. All right, let's talk neuroscience. I know yes. that... So before we get to the neuroscience, okay. let's just let's just try. I want everybody listening to uh, to do this, and I think there will be a download for a template to actually do this. Yeah, but more. even in your mind, get the, let's get the process going. I want you to think of things that you have told yourself that you're really good at. What what are you really good at? Think about just even one thing in any area of your life that you think to yourself, "Yeah, I'm really good at." And alongside that question could be what have other people told you you're really good at? So let's do it with you, Ange. What, what, what is something that you know you're really good at or that other people have told you you're really good at? I can make a really delicious meal. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, you can make a really delicious yeah, meal. Okay, great. So if you're listening to this right now, I want you to think of what is your version of something that you're really good at, either because you've told yourself or other people have told you. Right. Now, what is something that you're really bad at? What is something that you fail at? Um, something that you really struggle with? I have always thought that I just do not have like any upper body strength and that like... I, I, maybe there's something genetically. I'm like, maybe my arms are too long. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do a pull-up. What is wrong with me? So, yeah, that's something that I feel like I'm just not good at. And when you see other people who are just really good at doing pull-ups, you probably think like, oh, wow, they were just born with that I'm strength, like, right? <laughs> that's just genetics I'm working for. <laughs> okay, so um, if you're listening to this, you now should be thinking of something that you're really good at. Think of something that you are really bad at. Either you've told yourself that or someone else has told you you're really bad at it. And... Um, and now we're going to we're going to turn to narratives because remember we don't walk around technically thinking of what mindset do i have but we our brain simplifies things into narratives and so when I you're doing stories right a narrative yeah uh, a narrative is different to a story but yes you could say the stories we tell ourselves yes um so if you're doing what you're really good at let's say you're making a really delicious meal what is the narrative behind that behind why you're really good at it I have made a, a hell of a lot of recipes, but I'm not sure as to what, what my thought process is on why I would think I, I'm good at it. Well, go ahead. Let's explore it right now. What, what do you think is the reason why you're good at making recipes? I think because I've made a lot of recipes. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and what about your childhood? Like, uh, did you learn, uh, were you good at making recipes? This is not a trick question. Just it could be yes or no. If I'm really honest, my mother, every time I cook for her, she loves to be like, you couldn't make an egg. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'd, I, I really I wouldn't say that I was good at cooking or good in the kitchen. No. Okay. Yeah. And so you started through practice. You've been improving and improving. And listen, I can personally vouch that you've been improving because uh, I'm the taste tester. Yeah. And a lot more of them, more often, are better. Um, but let's say that uh, somebody was really good since they were a child. And often you find that there's also a reason for that as well. Like their mother used to cook a lot and cooked with them. Or you know, um, We watch a lot of MasterChef. And you, a lot of the stories are, oh, I used to cook with my grandmother. And, you know, kitchen, yeah. there's always, there's always um, reasons that one can actually link back to that either you were good at something or bad at something. And, and uh, we can see that there's so many things we can think of that don't even, uh, that have nothing to do with your identity, you know, what you were born with or, or without. Um, so, okay, so you've gotten really good at it because you've made so many of them, right? What about the things that, you, that you're bad at? What about the upper, the upper strength? Yeah. What What is the narrative? What's the story you tell yourself? Well, you already alluded to it. You said, is it maybe genetics, right? Yes. Well, I think I, I definitely have felt, I'm like genetically previously disadvantaged. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing? No. Okay. Um. So I feel like genetics play a part. Like I definitely have thought like, okay, some people there are, I mean, I, I'm genetics do play a part. So it depends on how much focus I would put into that or not. And I think when it does come to making progress, they've definitely been, I haven't been very consistent. 
on actually putting in effort. And I think part of it is because I feel like I'm not good at it. So therefore it's, it can become frustrating uh, yeah. when I'm like, actually, I'm not really good at this. And the pull-ups, I don't know, maybe it I should just- becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I should actually. just give up now. And then I'll go a couple of months where I actually don't do them because I'm like, yeah. I haven't made any progress. So yeah. 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 And you bring up an important thing because you could say, oh, genetics can play a part with it. And yes, some people genetically are maybe born with more muscle or whatever the case is, right? But the growth mindset is not to say um, that people aren't born with different levels of talent or genetics. What it's saying is, is it's the, our belief in how much we can actually change through effort and, and the right method that we can change no matter what we were born with, that we can continue improving and improving and, and improving. Right. And so um, I know from your story as well that when you were younger, you were yo-yoing, you were you're very overweight, and then you were very underweight yes. right and you actually lost all of your muscle lost when you were starving yourself yes. and so you because of that you all of these are causes that we can see this link of causation to then having less strength in your upper body right and right. then the persistence that you've and the story and all of that kind of stuff that you told yourself your consistency not being right so this has nothing to do with your identity we can see plain and simple uh, effort, method, consistency, all of those things that, you know, and, 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 and a, a causal chain of events that has had you have a, a, a less strong upper body. But that's not to say that through effort and method and consistency, you can't. In fact, I've seen you get stronger and stronger uh, as you've been practicing I'm your pull-ups. Almost, almost there. So if you're listening to this, I, what I'm encouraging you to do, so here's the kind of the final step to this is you've got in mind something, or maybe more than one thing, you can do this with many things in your life, something that you know that you've told yourself you're good at or that other people have told you you're good at. You've got something that you've told yourself you're bad at or that other people have told you that you're bad at it. By the way, if there's things in your life that other people have told you you're bad at it, maybe you're not. Yeah. You've never given oh, yourself the chance, The number right? of stories I've heard, I mean, you've heard them all as well. You know, some of the smartest people on the planet, the teacher was like, you're a dummy. <laughs> you're not going to do anything with your life. And exactly. that wasn't true. So the next question, this is what we were exploring here, is why are you good at the things that you're good at? Look at it in through the lens of the effort you put in. Did you, did you apply yourself? Is it because it's something that you had an interest in you kept practicing until you were... You were good at it. Did you have a role model in your life that who you're emulating? Was there someone inspiring you, right? Um, or for the things that you're not good at, why were you not good at it? Were you not good at it because maybe you haven't applied yourself and put in consistent effort? Maybe you put in effort, but you weren't consistent. Maybe you failed early and thought, oh, no, I, it's just not for me. Um, maybe it's um, something that, you know, somebody said something to you and it totally discouraged you. So start seeing that as well through that lens as opposed to just who you are and we start to we start to change the way that we um that we see things so that is a really powerful exercise to just get a different perspective shift and, and change that change that lens so just to reiterate there will be a download for you in the show notes that you can grab to actually have a little template that you can go back on after you listen to this because we really want to make this practical we want you to do the exercise because that's really where the power is at yeah so let's discuss a little bit of neuroscience, um, really short and sweet, but powerful findings, because it's one thing for us to sit here and say that, oh, if you don't attach your performance or abilities to your identity, your performance and abilities will actually increase. 
um, because you'll put in effort and and engage in the right methods. And you could say, well, actually, what's stopping us from saying that the opposite is true? That if you do identify with being brilliant, that it means you're going to try harder. You know, you could say, well, this is just some kind of this is just a theory. And so actually what the neuroscience shows that people with a fixed mindset and people with a growth mindset fundamentally are wired differently. I'm not going to get too technical with this, but there was an amazing study that was done where they put what's called an ERP. Have you seen those like hoods that they put like a skull uh, cap on? It's got the different uh, yes, no. nodes that detects brain activity, brain waves. And they gave um, participants trivia questions and they would then tell them if they answered correctly or not. And then they would give them the correct answer. There were a few other things that were done, but I'm just keeping it simple for now. But they were measuring and monitoring the brain activity of people with a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Now, there's a part of the brain called the ACC, and different parts of that uh, indicate different things. Now, when people with a fixed mindset got the answers wrong, the part of their brain, or the ACC, where they found the strong signals indicated that they had an emotional response. In other words, their emotions would hijack their ability to then apply cognitive or thinking attention to it to try and solve it or even to be curious of what was the correct answer. Whereas people with a growth mindset, what's called the dorsal ACC, which just means the top of it, that is, uh, that is um, corresponds to more of cognitive uh, uh, processes, the signal was strong there when they found out that they had something wrong, showing that they were putting their attentional and cognitive resources on thinking about it and thinking, you know, they were thinking, why why did I get that wrong? They were surprised that they got it wrong. They got curious about it. They were thinking, well, you know, how do I now learn from this? And so you can see that actually when we develop a, a growth mindset, our brains actually get wired differently. Mm. Now, again, we're not born with that, with that wiring. It starts, we get conditioned since we were children. But neuroplasticity, which is our brain's amazing ability through practice and repetition and focusing on doing the right, the right types of thinking, our brains will actually build new neural pathways that support that. So here's the practical tool that yeah. we can use. When you are disappointed because you tried really hard at something and there was a failure, or you were so sure that you were right or on track about something and then you find out that, that you're wrong, um, the moment you start feeling that, that disappointment, and we all do, right? Because we can all have a fixed mindset triggered where we then think that uh, uh, this is indicative of us not being good enough. You know, we take it personally, like an identity or character attack. The moment that happens, be intentional about shifting your focus to, the more, to, uh, to um, looking at the more cognitive side of it, which is exactly what we've been speaking about. Think to yourself, okay, what caused this that has nothing to do with me? What was the kind of effort and persistence or consistency? Um, what was the method? Can I change my approach? Can I try a different strategy? Are there parts of my approach that maybe I need to pay more attention to? And just by doing that, you're, you're strengthening the part of your brain that the more times this happens, the more it kind of robs that emotional response that typically hijacks you. Right. And eventually and I- that becomes your new default. So what I really love about this is putting it into a practical situation where you get to the end of the week, you stand on that scale and it doesn't say what you want. And I think for most of us, it's an emotional thing. 
And that emotion can send us to do things that are just out of sorts and we know are not aligned with what our end goal needs to be. And we start thinking that there's something wrong with us, you know, either whether that's genetic, is it because I'm not able to stay disciplined because that's just the kind of person I am? Or do we take a step back, have a moment of clarity with calmness, actually put our thinking caps on and look at those two things. You look at the method and of course, you know, be strategic. Was there anything that was wrong with my method? Perhaps when my calorie is too low, that could be a very solid reason as to why you haven't been consistent. Um, and the other one is effort. Have you really been consistent? I always say get out a big calendar and actually mark off the number of days where you're 100% tracking your macros and calories. Because sometimes even putting in a little bit of effort, we can feel like, oh, we're doing the most. But when you really come down to it, I always say the calorie tracking is not about restriction. It is about accuracy. So then you can say to yourself, you know what, if I really look at it, I wasn't that consistent. And guess what? Next week, I can improve on that. Exactly. There are so many different possibilities uh, of different causes and chains of causes uh, that led to that final outcome that has nothing to do with who you are as a person. But when our brain is wired to immediately go there and that part of our brain is triggered, we have that emotional hijack kind of response, it's very easy for us to feel like we, you know, we take it personally, we berate ourselves, we get into a shame shit storm and next minute we're making um, you know, decisions uh, uh, that are really not going to be in our best interest. I love that and I always love that you bring the neuroscience as well because I find it fascinating. I think it just also paints such a clear story when you share around the research um, and that's why I love all the stuff that you share because it's Thank you. backed by science, which you know, that's my favorite. Science is my favorite. <laughs> so I really hope that you girls found this session valuable. I hope that you are going to download your cheat sheet. You are going to do this exercise and then you are going to tap back into that question around what is the narrative? What is the story when you find yourself in a challenging position? Are you attaching your identity to not being able to achieve something or having not made progress? Or are you looking at that as an opportunity to improve and to check on your method and your perseverance and your effort? And again, these episodes are recorded for you to go back on. So if you find yourself slipping into those same limiting beliefs, Come back to it, listen to these two episodes, get your cheat sheet out again, and let's start working on moving you from a fixed to a growth mindset so that you can make insane progress and actually surprise yourself. Shock yourself in 2024 as to how much freaking progress you can make if you put in the effort, if you have the right method and you stay consistent. Thank you for listening. Please show us some love on the podcast. And the best thing that you can do for us, if you love this, is to share it with someone else who needs to hear it. That is how we get more listeners on the podcast. That is how we get this message out to more women who need it. And of course, uh, please also give us a little follow on Instagram. I'm gilan.gork and the lean girl of course and all the details will be in the show notes as well so if you want to click on those links to follow us for daily practical fat loss and mindset tools then check us out on instagram and we will see you back next week for episode 23 where we will be talking about the quick fix mindset versus being a long-term lean body visionary and going into the new year, I know how easy it can be to want to just 
trot those little festive kilos like it's hot, but we wanna talk about how this is a terrible idea long-term and how we are gonna create a more long-term vision for you and your body. So we will catch you in next week's episode. Oh, 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 oh,